MMA Roadshow, episode number 372. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me mm-hmm. with a little bit of frosty beverage, but only, only just a little bit of frosty beverage because training camp is about to begin. That's right. That's right. Kenbo Slice. Kenbo Slice. He's out, stepping <laughs> out cold coffee. Oh, good lord. He's uh he's he's going into training camp, man. I mean, the uh you know, the the, the mean streets of Las Vegas have been cleaned up. He's out here handling business, but he's no longer is he satisfied with these street brawls. No. <laughs> he wants to take it into a more uh, you know, organized fashion. And my man is uh my man's going into training camp. Well, is it training camp? It's funny when you say that I laugh because I'm like training camp means like you're you're going towards you're building towards a fight. You're building towards something. You know, well, to, to, to peel the curtain, uh, there is a thing in town. It used to be called Whip to Warrior. Right. Now it is called Alta. Um, I forget what if that actually breaks down to, you know. I don't think so. I think that's just the name. It's not like an acronym. Name. I think it's that's like just a brand name. Yep. I bet I could come up with something catchy that that, that could mean, you know, but whatever. Um, so doing that, but I have no, no, at this point in time, I have no intentions of taking it to the very end where there is a fight at the end of it. At this point, he said, at this, <laughs> at this point, he said, I heard well, the disclaimer. Well, I heard the this. disclaimer. I mean, at this point, even if to, to get it to, to, all right, say there, they don't do some catch Cause when I start saying this, I'm like, fuck, they'll make it happen. If you say you want to <laughs> fight, they will make it I, happen. I, I hear reality being manifested <laughs> right in front of us. Uh, if I could even get it to the point where I was closed i'm a heavy dude i mean anybody sees any picture of me i mean it's not like we're small gentlemen and i'm an even bigger gentleman i just carry it differently people are always amazed when i tell them my, my weight they know i'm fat and they know i'm overweight but most people don't understand i weigh over 300 pounds you know this as of this morning i was 322 pounds on the scale 265 is a far journey but how it's 12 weeks something like 12 weeks or something like that uh, i mean yeah, I mean, regardless, I, 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 the goal is to aim towards that direction for my health, right? And just to get in, get in better shape. This is the kind of stuff we've been saying year after year. We got to do something. We got to do something. I'm turning. I'll be turning 48 before it gets to fight night. I do not want to have. My See, first he's already MMA. talking about fight night. He's already talking about <laughs> fight night. It's it's done. As it far, is not going to As happen. far as I'm concerned, that's a verbal agreement right there <laughs> with, with myself. <laughs> oh, I, I say many things to myself, and I I lie to myself all the time. Um, you know, the goal is to not have a, an MMA fight, and whether amateur or whatever, at 48. But that being said, I, I guess you know everybody. If you felt good about yourself, I'm not afraid to go in there and fight somebody. I just as we know, just, as just, we no, know, especially if you start. On, if, the, if you start, all you gotta do is start talking about Ukraine, and we going outside. <laughs> we, going, we going, and don't throw no lazy leg kick. I'm just saying, don't I'll throw bring no. out that modified Taekwondo stance that everybody seems to love so much. That's so ridiculous. It's so funny because when I told that story in my head, I was like, I oh, know it was perfectly fine. And then after I said, it, I was like, my lord, you sound stupid, you know, but. <laughs> In my head, that's that's where my head. I mean, that when I was younger, yeah, Taekwondo. I did like as a real, real young, did judo for like a month or so before I was like, I'm no good at this. Before you got to like the more traditional sports, um, you know, back then I was like, oh man, I like that. I did some point competition stuff like that. Never did any full contact, you know, Taekwondo or anything along those lines. But that was back when I was like 20, 21, yeah. you know, 22 stuff like that. 
um, back when you were just like, oh, man, you know, you could do anything. The goal right now is just more about what I think the program, why they even partially did the rebrand mm-hmm. of what Alta from the Wimp to Warrior. They still, I think, maybe still sort of call it the Warrior program. Now it seems to be while you are learning um, some techniques and things like that, it is ultimately boils down to a fitness. It's a training class right. for fitness and stuff, um, which I fear the most. I don't fear going in there and hitting mitts and learning some jujitsu and having somebody tap me out and or having somebody or heading out to the parking lot <laughs> or any of that. I well, I certainly don't want to go to Extreme Couture and take somebody out in the parking lot. <laughs> that would be the dumbest fucking. That would move be a bad ever. parking lot to get invited. That would be a bad bad move. Um, but it would be nice to just get to the point where I feel like I can run around the, the fucking mats without like dying and having a heart attack. And at this point. On day one of when the intro, I don't think that can happen. <laughs> I'm so I'm more embarrassed and more afraid about how bad I'm going to actually look trying to do. I know physically, I feel, I can feel how out of shape I am. Right. The only fear I have is everybody else is going to see it after you know we start doing this sort of things. But ah, um, oh, but get over that, man. Yeah. Pro- you, you should be proud of yourself, man. I, you know. But listen, here we are I, sipping I, a little beer. Before. Well, to be <laughs> fair, that's you twisting my arm. I didn't twist your arm that much. I just said I I'm drinking. Really <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you had to. You're like I just said I'm drinking. I'm like, well, I just happened to bring. You know, this this glass was stuck to that glass. You know, and I was <laughs> like, man, I had this beer club that I've been saving for. So a let the drive. record reflect that ahead of training. I mean, well, it's not actually training camp yet. Today's just the intro. The intro so class. I'm hoping they. They're not going to go like full on cardio monster mode. I'm hoping they're going to be like, let's do a little something. And but is an intro just like maybe they just walk you through, or do you think oh, it's going to be like a full on workout? Get Arthur, let's go! I'm not good because I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going. It's taking place at Extreme Couture, and we all know Extreme's one of the bigger. Um, we call it a mega gym? What do we what do we call it? I mean I mean I you could know. at this point, man. I mean honestly, there's many people roll through there now. Yeah. It's boy, it's it's amazing to see the amount of people that are really starting to come out to Las Vegas. You know, we've been talking about obviously for years Again, about take today advantage we found about more people. Take that, advantage of the USC yeah. Performance Institute. And I've seen more and more people. I remember um I remember the one year um, back when I was still years ago, years ago when I was still working at MMA Junkie. You know, I don't, I probably, most people oh, most Lord. people probably don't even remember that I actually used to be a part of that organization. Oh my God, but I forgot you used to work with I me. know, I know. Years I and years ago forgot. when I was there, that one year uh, took a lot of shit for it in naming the UFC Performance Institute our gym of the year. And, oh, I, yeah, and yeah. I understand why. I mean, look, people, when they think gym of the year, they're looking for, like, team of the year. Like, who had the most success as a team? Who, who had the most wins? Yeah. And I get it. And I took kind of a different approach to it because just I was like, look, this thing is a damn game changer. Like, yeah. I don't know if people don't see it. And I think a lot of people in the industry or just at least casual fans, at least what didn't see it. But, man, you're now that the pandemic is kind of recited, people can, can do what they want, man, you're really starting yep. to see people go. So, anyway, performance is to continues to build and get more important. But you're right. Extreme Couture's proximity to it, and of course, you know Eric Nixick and the staff there. Man, they have a phenomenal reputation. Man, there are just bodies in there every day. So yeah, it's basically a damn mega camp at this point, yeah. man. It's a mega gym, you know. So I guess out of any place for it to do it, and I was kind of glad. I mean, like Syndicate's awesome gym as well. Like mm-hmm. I think they've done it in the past as well. Or they have, they yeah. It's kind of rotated through. Yep. Either one of those places would have been fantastic, and I'm sure there's maybe some other places in town I've thought about or that that possibly could do it. But when I when it, when I think of in my head the two major camps that stand out in Vegas is Extreme mm-hmm. and Syndicate. Um, 
So I'm super stoked to be there. But, man, last time I was there filming, I mean, like, it's a who's who oh, yeah. at that gym, you know. And then tonight, I feel like we're, they're going to be rolling us all the intro class and the pro class. If there, any of them are still there, going to be like, who's the sheep that they're bringing to slaughter as they come in here? But I'm looking forward to it. Um, ultimately, uh, I'm not going to make a big to-do about it. Uh, kind of like what I loved what Casey was able to do with it. Honestly, part of why I, I don't want to do that because, I one, I want to make sure that I can fucking man up and do it. You know, I'd hate to be a shithead and start putting on social media. Look what I'm doing, folks, because, one, I want to do it for the benefit of showing the program that if my fat ass can do it, others can do it. But I also, if I fail myself i don't want it to be like completely public that you fucking <laughs> dropped out and you're a loser but um maybe there is something i was to just that. saying maybe there's something well but it would feel weird like you said uh casey over at mma fighting <clears throat> just just did obviously had a fight all that yeah. he went through the whole program he documented the whole thing did a lot of video content with it it would feel very much like just ripping off his right concept if you were to do that right, right. but there is something to be said from from so from that perspective. I totally understand why you wouldn't do anything because it'd be like, well, didn't he just do that? Why are you doing the same thing? Yeah. But on the other hand, based on what you just said, there some, is some accountability. Some accountability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some accountability. Fuck. But hey, man, listen, I'm I'm proud maybe of we'll you. Maybe we'll let the we'll let the Patreon guys decide. Ooh, yeah, maybe we we'll just do it there. Maybe Patreon. they want to see it. Ooh. Ooh. So it's not like we're copying Ooh. anything. We're just doing some exclusive content. There it is for the Patreon.com/slash the MMA Roadshow right, I'll, I'll share it with Patreon. There you go. I love right. it. And good for you, man. I'm proud of you. I, you know. To to be completely forthcoming as well, I, I was invited to go and I just I just and, and honestly I need to do it as much as you do, but I just can't. Like I yeah, I, like your schedule's even this, even worse. This week I'm going out for CFFC. Next week I'm going out for Eagle. The week after that I'm going out for CFFC. Basically, I'm trying to keep my weekends busy by doing as much commentary as I can and other yeah. things like that. And then you know with the kid and all that, it sounds like I'm making excuses, but I promise I'm not. And uh, the work schedule, it's still very intense. I'm, we're making progress. We're making progress, but yeah. uh, still intense. So I, I, it basically, yeah, I'm making excuses, but I can't. <laughs> but I, but I can't. I really just can't yeah. fit in the and day. It's true. But I, I should. But I should. I need to, and I'm proud of you for doing it. Well, I mean, and that's the kind of thing. Maybe if you know, and even you know, seeing me do it. And I mean, there's times that you know, because I'm gonna, you know. I'll be trying to drag you, especially if I get out in the garage and do whatever here. We could hit things. We could do whatever. We could try to do some stuff, but um, I will say uh, Hot Tea is mm-hmm. doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. Amy Kaplan's another one. So even us, we're going to miss some uh, – there'll be some weeks we probably missed because there are some road do you, trips. Do you know what the schedule is yet, what it looks like? I think it might be like 7 a.m. to so, like 8 or 9 or something, 7 or 8. How many days eight. a week? That I need to double check. I'm sure they're going to say that tonight or something. I mean, three days a week. Or I think three days a week. Three or days a week. Like that. But that's the kind of thing. Like ultimately, you know, once we start doing this, you know, I'm hoping that it kind of becomes what I want to do, and then I'll find myself either working out here and the other days or doing something else. Um, ever since like the 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 back surgery and stuff, I've felt like stiff and just lazier, and then like fatter than ever, and I'm just like. I need to to chuck that and sh- and shake that off, and I'm only getting older. I got to do it now, as opposed to anything later. Um, but it should be good. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to do it. I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking not looking forward to, to facing the fact of how bad I really am because it's easy to to stop paying attention sure. to yourself and like oh instead of that let's how about we go out and have a drinks and go eat somewhere and do something funner. Than to go to the gym, you know. It's weird. When I was young, I used to love going to the gym. Yeah. And then at some point, I was like, there's well, other things to do. Years. Yeah. <laughs> there's other things well, to do. Well, listen, man. I think you'll do good. I, my biggest concern, honestly, is I just hope 
that nobody in the class is in there and doesn't understand like the, the caliber of athlete that they're next to, and you know they don't understand that they start. They're, not, like, they're much better than this. I just don't want anybody going in there getting froggy, you know, kind of feeling themselves <laughs> a little bit, and they're like, "Look at that guy over there, like he's he's looking a little big over there." Like, you know what? I want that dude in the finale. How about that? You know what I mean? And like, I'm not going to be there to be like, bro, like. <laughs> I do not listen to the road show. Like, have you, are you not aware of the man's reputation on the, the mean streets of Sin City? Like, step back in your lane. Like, I'm proud of you for doing this training camp, man. I'm proud of you for doing this. But you're about to take a step you don't want to take. You don't want to go there, dog. You don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, good Kimbo Lord. Slice, bro. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. Well, look. Uh, so, training camp is about to begin. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for that. And when, and if you want to get updates, patreon.com slash the NBA I'll put it road on Patreon. Show. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, that way you have some accountability. And share and some exclusive content with our it, people. And it's it's not – it's putting it out there, but it's not like putting it out on blast for everybody. Because one last thing, I don't care about like – I don't need a bazillion people like, oh, bro, good for you. You're doing great. But, right, right. Um, there is something to the accountability part. Now that I say it, and you're right, there is something to it that you know our 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 listeners, the people that are listening to this. Uh, I know one that they're all going to want the best for me, but I also know they'll want to bust my ass, and bust my chops. So that's yes. it's cool. That's cool. Yes. You guys have earned the you guys have earned that opportunity. You guys have you know you guys fucking do what you do to help keep the lights on and and do other great shit. So uh, I'll let you have that that luxury. But in the meantime, we are sampling a little bit here in <laughs> here in La- Las Vegas. There is a place called the Lazy Dog. And uh, I went there for the first time the other day, and you can actually take your dog there when you're hanging out. It's up by uh, yep. Town Town Square. Town, Town Square. S- Town Square, up by the airport. Um, it's right beside or right by uh, Texas Day Brazil. Texas Day Brazil, mm. which I love. Texas Day Brazil. It's funny. I'll go there. I'll, I've been there a, a ton of time going to Texas Day Brazil. I've never looked to the buildings to the left of it to see what it is. You got meat on your mind. <laughs> this, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> that's what she's. This is one of those places that's right next to it, and uh, so I joined their beer club. And so every quarter, it's thirty-five bucks. You get a uh, a mug. Like whatever the the mug of the month is, and then you get eight beers. This happens to be two beers of four different, uh, four beers, two beers of each beer. Um, so you get eight. What are these? Like sixteen ounces? Yeah. Like eight sixteen ounce uh, beers. One pint. Sixteen fluid ounces. Is a pint. All right. So pints. Eight, mm-hmm. uh, you get eight pints of these craft beers that they make. And uh, right now we're having what is it? The lager. This is the ankle buster. Which I think is blonde ale. Blonde ale, and it's tasty. Brewed in Alpine, Wyoming, by Melvin Brewing. Yeah. And, and in fairness, usually we we pretty much go beer for beer, but you know today you're just like <laughs> only drinking like forty percent. Yeah. So we'll, I'm, I'm going a little. I'm going a little. Slower. So we'll see how long we talk today. So hopefully <laughs> the intro class tonight is not uh, not a full on. Let's be destroy like, you know, you. when we said intro class, what we mean is we need to see where your peak car- cardio rate <laughs> oh is at this God. point. Oh. I'm like, if I fucking if I throw up tonight, I will be sure to share that with you guys. But uh, it's probably gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we'll be looking forward to updates. All right, listen, we're here uh, this weekend, Las Vegas, covering USC on ESPN 36. We'll talk about that shortly, but I did want to get the continued fallout from you from USC uh, 274, where we were just at in Phoenix. Was that where we were? I lose track of the numbers at this point. USC 274. 
so we got to see Charles Oliveira today. He was there. Uh, he was in the corner of Alan Nascimento, so he was kind of hanging out in the background and, and not trying to take up the attention. But, you know, it was cool to have him in the building. We talked to him. But I want to get to this, this comment. The champ has a name. The champ has a name. <laughs> the the, the non-belt-having champ has a name, and it is Charles Oliveira. From Du Bronx. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about this because – you know, there's this continued debate that's the, the is still raging. I mean, it's only a couple days later, so it's it's totally understandable. About is Charles Oliveira the greatest lightweight of all time? And I find this a very interesting debate, right? Because the man right now and the run he is on is absolutely incredible. I mean, the dude is absolutely tearing through the absolute monsters of the division. He's finishing them. Um, I think I saw BT Sport, I believe, was the one that put out the graphic, that if you add up his fight times between his wins over Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and Michael Chandler, like it's less than a full fight, uh, you know, less than a full 25-minute fight. So he was able to get rid of all three of them in that time. I mean, it's incredible the run that he's on, the win streak that he's on, and especially these last three, Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler, all by finish. And it's intriguing because the thing that I think I've settled on is that this guy, this guy that we've seen over the last 12 months, because if you look at it, Michael Chandler was May 15, 2021. This dude that we've seen over the last 12 months is 100% the best lightweight we've ever seen. You know, I, I mean, if, if, if this guy right here, I, I would put up against Habib Nurmagomedov. This guy right here, I would put up against anybody in MMA history. But it's different, right? Because normally I feel like when we're having these arguments, we're talking about like guys like Anderson Silva. Where does he stand all time? Yeah. And at what point do you take off the stuff that screws up the end of their career, right? Where yeah. they where they reach this, you know, area of perfection. You know, like, let's say Habib came back and lost three in a row. Are, are we just talking about the guy that went 29-0 and or are we talking about the guy that came back and lost three in a row? When we talk about Anderson, are we talking about this guy that was tearing through the division and goes 16-0 and in the UFC or are we talking about the guy that lost seven of his last eight or, or, or whatever? You know, but with Charles, it's different because I don't know that we've ever had a situation like this where it's like – well, you gotta if you're if we're saying like the greatest flip. of all time, it's the very, flip of it. He, flirt, you, yeah. he started very mediocre. Do you get rid of all that? Like, if you're having, do you get rid of all that if you're saying he's the greatest of all time? Because if, if if you say he's the greatest of all time, and I say, well, hold on, let, you know, let me talk to you about, uh, you know, the loss to Jim Miller, the loss to Cowboy Cerrone, the loss to Cub Swanson, the loss to Frankie Edgar, the loss to Max Holloway, the loss to Anthony Pettis, the loss to Ricardo Lamas, the loss to Paul Felder. Let's talk about the two and four stretch that he was on between 2015 and 2017. Let's talk about yeah. the two and four stretch he was on between 2010 and 2013. I mean, that's that's two different two and four runs during his time in the UFC. And so that's where I'm having a hard time saying, yes, he's the greatest of all time, because I feel like if you say that, you got to throw all that out. Now, now if you want to say, well, we're taking his featherweight fights and we're getting rid of them, okay, okay, now we got a conversation. But again, we're still talking about a whole career, and that's where I'm having problems saying that, yes, this guy is the greatest of all time, but I'm saying this dude in the last 12 months might very well be the greatest of all time. Yeah, well, I, I, I will bring back the phrase I threw out a while back when is the GOAT is the greatest of a time. That's right. Genius. Because Genius. You're right. The, the, the Charles that's fighting right now is fantastic. He's fighting on a whole nother level. We saw him get rocked by Chandler at a point, and I was like, "All right, good. I'm glad." Or, I'm sorry, by Gagey. Yeah. Uh, but we did see him get rocked quickly by Chandler say, as well. Like, yeah, that sentence um, was also true. But he recovered 
And the Charles from years and years past when he started didn't recover. Or that was the point where people would say, oh, that's when he, that's when he would break. That's when he didn't want to get back up into it. That's not the same cat. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's, it's hard to not pay attention to the stuff that made him eventually be to where he is now. That is part of his record. And that's why I like to think, you know, the, the, I think we, when we say the greatest of all time, we, you have to kind of take the whole, you know, the whole span of their career, but you also have to take the longevity of it, you know, mm. where it sort of goes, how many of those wins are you getting the overall wins? I feel like right now, Charles is getting, he's tallying that stuff up. He's yeah. starting to, get name after name after name and he's do it and I think a little bit longer some more defenses I think then it's hard to not put him up there to say he's not one of the best lightweights that ever fought in the UFC hands down um so right now I would say he for sure is the greatest of this time right now he's beating everybody right now so I'll I will call him the goat but I'll I'll say of a time right now because what he's doing right now but you know, you look when he's lost to some of the guys in the past. Those guys aren't fighting as good as they were fighting. You know, like you, you mentioned, Holloway. Holloway isn't the same Holloway that you know was fighting and was destroying dudes. But that doesn't mean you don't want to say that he wasn't one of the best featherweights that ever like ever did his thing. You know, it's just different now. You know, um, Charles is he. It's funny going into that fight. I told myself I was. Because after the last fight, I said, I'm not going to bet against Charles. I'm not going to bet against Charles. And then we saw Justin, and, and he was looking really good. And then I saw Rose, and Rose was just talking up Justin. So I went back, and I changed my pick. I said, I'm changing my pick from Charles, and I'm going to pick Gagey. What was your reason? Because Rose believes in him. <laughs> and she sold me. <laughs> and afterwards, I'm like, that was a really stupid reason to change. You should have just stuck to your guns and stayed with Charles. But Gage was so focused, I, I knew that the chin could give Charles a problem. I uh, just didn't realize how good his chin as well has gotten. You know, maybe he hasn't taken the, the damage in practice like some other cats. Maybe maybe he you know, maybe there's something with quitting earlier on in his career that he saved oh, his gosh. chin. <laughs> that sounded really shitty, but you know, maybe he it's saved funny some, though, right? Like, I, I, saved some I didn't damage. go through those battles earlier. I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. You got me. I'm, I'm pretty. I don't want to hurt this face, and someday I'm gonna have great teeth. <laughs> I want to keep. I'm gonna keep my, my face. Um, his teeth are fantastic, by the way. I'm like, did you spend all your bonus money on your teeth? All uh, of it. All of it. Literally all of it. <laughs> his family's like. No, Charles, we can buy a new yeah. house. He's like, but I can get new, new teeth. <laughs> he said they give me a million-dollar smile. I didn't know it actually cost a million dollars. That's funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, looking at how Charles is fighting right now, it's hard to not say he is, uh, he's the best uh, He's the best of what he's doing on the planet right now. Yeah. There's no one better, but that's why I'll say he's the greatest of this time right it's now. He's perfect, man. I, I think he is, man. I, I think the guy we're seeing right now is so dangerous, but I, I just, I'm just i having a hard time balancing out where, where at what point do we forget everything that happened earlier in his yeah, career. Yeah, you can't. You can't, but, I mean, if he keeps winning like this. So here's I'm, I'm really interested to see what's next. So uh, Alain Nascimento, uh, who came in uh, early today, and by the way, did answer everything in English. He, he had the questions translated to him just to double-check that he was understanding them correctly, but answered very well in English, so props to Alan Nascimento for doing that. Um, he kind of joked, he was like, you know, because we asked him what's what's next for you with a win, you know, you kind of had some layoffs and that sort of thing, and he's like, look, 
I want to be on a card with my teammate, Charles Oliveira. I want to do it in November in Sao Paulo when he fights Conor McGregor. And then it was kind of funny because uh, we joked. We were like, oh, you're breaking news to us there. And he was like, ah, maybe. And then uh, Lillian from PR was like, that's not signed at all. That's no, there's no, we that's know. He, he's just joking over there. But it, or it, is it, he? It, or is he? Maybe Lillian was just being protective. Um, I don't know. So here's I'm, – I'm torn on all this too, right? Because – I mean, first of all, I, again, is Conor McGregor actually going to be able to make 155? I don't know. But if, if Charles Oliveira isn't the belt holder, maybe they can go do it at 170 the way Michael Chandler proposed it be done at 170. But I'm kind of curious what you want to see next because, you know, I, I will say props to Dana White for at least guaranteeing that the next lightweight title shot will have Charles Oliveira in it. Of course, until yeah. all the contracts are signed, who knows what could happen. I mean, if Charles Oliveira decided he was going to go fight at 170 against Conor McGregor, would the UFC maybe say, okay, now we're doing Islam versus Benil for the 155-pound belt, and the winner can fight Charles? For the, I don't know. Then Things could always change, especially if he wants to go do it, because yeah. I just don't know that Conor could make 155 anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but we've all seen the social media pictures. He doesn't look like he's 155. I mean, other fighters are now saying, like, that dude does not look like he can make 155 anymore, and I feel the same. But I, I'm curious, because, again – this goes back to like the situation, kind of the same argument like Francis Nagano and Tyson Fury. Like, like if you can get paid and it's the biggest paycheck available, then who am I to sit yeah. here and say, ah, you, you don't, you, I don't want to see that fight. If you gave him that option, he would gladly say, yes, I'll go fight Connor. Do what you need to do, knowing that I can get it, rent, I can rent it right, right back. I mean, dude, if they're like, why if, wouldn't you? If they're like, hey, we got two options for you. Uh, one, uh, you can fight Islam for the belt, or two, you can fight Connor at 170. It's totally up to you. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> He's going to take Connor at 170 he's every time. He's already packing his bag. He's like, where am I going? Yeah, exactly. Going? Like, oh, yeah, let me sign. He's yeah. like, oh, I'll win that belt back. That's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, so I'm kind of – I, to be honest with you, I think – you know, I, I see a lot of people saying that right now you need to Islam and Benio for the number one contender fight, which I would agree with that. I think those are the two most deserving number one contenders right now. But I, I'll be honest. I think – I think maybe I fall in that Joe Rogan category who says, don't do that fight. Let's just do Islam right now against Charles Oliveira because the, that's the stylistic fight I think we want to see. Like, you're not going to beat Charles Oliveira unless you have incredibly high-level grappling. And what does Islam have? Incredibly high-level grappling. And so I'll be honest with you. When I look at all the stylistic matchups – and. Bro, I'm a, I'm a Benil Darius homer, man. I yeah. love Benny, dude. And, and I'm not going to say that Benny wouldn't be a good fight as well, of course. And, and of course, they have history together as well. They were supposed to fight, and then it didn't end up happening. So there's a storyline there to sell. But I will say the one fight that is most interesting to me right now is Islam Mahashev. However, that Conor McGregor thing is out there. And I, I don't think Charles is just saying the name just because. I think he, I think he wants that fight, and, and I can't blame him. And I have, I have zero interest in seeing that fight. Yeah, I, I really don't either. But I mean, I mean, there is something to say that if you can, you know, at the end of your days, you know, when you hang it up, if you could beat the the biggest star in the in the sport, and you have that opportunity, regardless of the money factor, uh, I, I think that's a that's a nice trophy to put on your wall, regardless of the of obviously the money that's going to go associated with it. Um, while the Makachev fight is a fun one stylistically, just because I mean they're they're very different and and you know you want to see how charles would deal with his with islam's you know the way he's able to sort of control guys i mean i like the idea of a dariush fight as well because dariush kind of reminds me a lot of charles mm -hmm. he likes to stand and bang but he also is really good on the ground you know you almost would see like who 
does that better between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I think that's a great stylistic matchup as well because they it's not like either one of them is just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to throw because I'm so respective of his skills because he reminds me of myself or whatever. Um, I mean, I think it could be a lot of fun. I mean, it, ha it certainly seems where there might be different avenues of how that fight could play out. Islam fights one particular way. I mean, while he, yes, I'm sure he has decent hands and strikes, that's not what you tend to see out of him. Just gets in there and grinds these dudes out and just tears their soul yeah, man. while he's riding oh. their back or something. And then you're just like, oh, okay, wow, that was quick and easy and, like, not really even that fun to watch because you're just like, <laughs> it was so dominating. You're like, like I appreciate his dominating You didn't skills. give the other guy a chance. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> give him a chance to hit you in your face a couple times. Like, don't you ever want to test your chin? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. Uh, so I don't know. Um, in that aspect, I think the the fight with Darius would be, uh, you know, in my eyes, could be funner just because I think that uh, we'll see a lot more action all around in different skill sets. But um, obviously, um, Islam's the boogeyman. You know, he's the guy that nobody wants to do. And Charles, if he wants to really put a stamp on he being the greatest dude out there, I mean, what would that say to go out there and beat mm. him? I mean, like, at that point, who is left? I mean, well, Darius obviously would be Darius left. Darius would be left, and then at that um, point, maybe you start trying to chirp at Habib and just being yeah. like, hey, bro, I just Took beat your, your guy. I just beat your guy, and a lot of people are saying I'm the best. You want to come prove I'm not the best? I don't think Habib would take it. I think I think yeah. Habib I think Habib is smart. Like I think Habib, you know, especially now that Habib has his own promotion and he's doing all that. Yeah. I think he realizes that same thing that George St. Pierre was saying recently. We're like, look, and it's something that I do think people do need to realize. You're probably better off for your future life to walk away a little too early yep. than a little too late. And I don't I don't just mean because of like health reasons or anything like that, which obviously you don't want to walk away too late for that. But you know, Habib for the rest of his life is the 29-0 undefeated, undisputed champion. That's it. If you come back and you win, okay, now you just went into another level. Like, hold yeah. on, this dude just took off, came back after three years away, and still beat the guy that everybody says, okay, now the dude is, you know, he's God or whatever. But, right, but if you lose – That's all or nothing. That's it's an all, all or, no or nothing. That's an all or nothing bet. If you lose, you're no longer the 29-0 undefeated, undisputed, never been beat champion – and, yep. and I think that's too much to risk because that's, a lot to that's, risk. that's your future business opportunities. That's, I mean, that's, yep. that's marketing opportunities. That's, that's everything, you know? That's whether you walk, you walk down the street one way knowing that you're the undefeated dude that left on top of the game, and then, you're, and then you go down the street and you're the guy that left the game at the top, decided to go back, give it a try, tried to knock out that young stud, yeah. lost, yeah, you walk differently. And the last, down that the last street. thing people that people look remember, a different. yeah, they would. <laughs> the last thing they remember of you is something a little different. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas, like, it's like, oh, dude, that dude was unbeatable. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, that dude was unbeatable in his day. But yeah, he came back and got his ass kicked. But you got to understand, that's not the yeah. real guy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like, it's like when people who never saw Anderson Silva in his prime talk about Anderson Silva now, and they're like, yep. bro, that dude's not that good. Like, no, he, he was really that was. good, man. He but really like, was. you're 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 seeing the wrong thing. So I don't think he'll come back. But uh, it would it would be okay. So here's here's the last thing I'll say about this. I know we're talking a lot about USC 268 a week later, but I do think it's 268, 274. <laughs> I don't know why beverage is getting to me. I guess already uh, 274. Um, you better not go to training class tonight. I'm not. Trust me. Don't you worry about that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go continue the frosty beverages afterwards. Um, no. Here here's what I wonder. So 
you know the USC is going to Abu Dhabi in October, of course. You know they're going to have Islam Mahashev on that card if they can. I'm sure they're going to try to get Charles Oliver to go there. I can see as much as Charles is talking about Connor, as much as Charles is talking about fighting in Brazil, I could see him saying, dude, I'm at the top of the game right now. Why are you making me go to Abu Dhabi to fight this guy in what you know is conceivably his backyard? Obviously, it's not where he lives, but you know they've got deep roots there in the Abu Dhabi area. Why would you make me go do that? I'm not going to do it. So I'll give you 10 million reasons. See you in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, no, but could you see? Now, here's the other. So that's one factor, right? The USC is definitely going to Islam on there. The USC has that partnership with Abu Dhabi where they're required to have championship bouts on there, right? Could you see? Is there a, I mean, there's always, like, the USC doesn't need to justify anything. But I'm wondering, could they come up with a good enough reason and sell to the public why Islam Mahashev versus Benil Dariush is for the interim lightweight title if there's not actually a lightweight champion. Could you sell that? Or does that just go like, that sounds stupid? I mean, stupid. that's... Without, a, without there being a reason that Charles wouldn't be involved is just really shady. If you, if you just... So if, if you, well, I was going to say, now, now you got to see what Charles is going to say. Because if, if Charles is like, I told him I'm not going there... But, then I can see where they have they have a, a leg to stand. But at that point, like, do you just make it for the lightweight title, or do you say, "Well, we make it for an interim, even though he's not the champion." The belt's vacant right now. So at that point, you just make it for the belt, it's right? For the belt. Like we offered it to Charles. We said he was going to be involved. Yep. We offered it to him. He said no. We've got to keep the division. Yeah. At, the, at that point, it would have the, to be the outright. Because be right. interim's only if there's somebody holding the belt, right? I think so. Nobody has the belt at this point. That it'd be pretty dumb to have an interim belt without yeah. an actual title holder. It would be. I would. I could see that. I could see it happening, man. I could totally. But they see have that to. Happening. I mean, they would. They. I mean, they would just. Not that they seem to care. Sometimes they would lose so much face if they didn't offer it to Charles. If they just said, "Hey, we're just going to go this." No, route, they have to know? offer it to Charles first. Yeah. But if Charles turns it down. I think as much as I hate to say it, I think they are justified, and I think I think Dana yeah. can say. You know, we ask him, Dana, you were in that press conference. You said he gets next shot, and all you have yeah. to say is, yes, we offer the next shot. This is when we're doing it, and then, and then at that point, you just say, you know, well, well, but the champion, well, he's not the champion. He missed weight. You know, this yeah. is when we're doing the lightweight title fight. We offered it to you. You didn't want it. We're moving on. I mean, at that point, now I know a lot of people would be like, oh, F you, UFC, like that's crap. But I think, I mean, look, they, consider it. They have to, they they have a partnership with Abu Dhabi. We know Abu Dhabi that, you know, they, they want the Muslim fighters on there. They want the fighters yeah. in that region that they've seen. They want somebody that has ties. I mean, having Habib's boy on the card, of course, that means the world to them. And if we offered you the title fight, look, I'm, I'm, I think they're justified in that situation. I know it wouldn't be a popular decision, but I, I think they'd be justified at that point. Unless they made it like Camaro and Connor for the belt. <sighs> <laughs> Something ridiculous. They'd sign up for that. They'd be happy with that. Yes, they would. They'd be happy they, with that. They, they would like that more than the other one. It's I true. Would think. You know, I mean, that would be ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I mean, ultimately the UFC could do whatever the fuck they want with this belt. You know, I mean – there was no sort of precedent of what happened in the first place. You know, while they might feel bad that, you know, what happened to Charles got stripped, but they made the decision to go along with it and take the belt away from him. At this point, they could kind of do what they want. If they want to give him the first shot at, at what they did, I don't know if that, it's not like that was probably written in the contract. If you fail your weight and you have to vacate it, we're going to make sure that right. you get the next shot. 
that was probably only because they felt like there was some shadiness. If if they couldn't put it back on the, to the, either the commission or something else, and it was just a straight you lost your shit and you won, depending on if they in your and you're in their good favor, you get that next shot. They might just be dicks to you because you pissed them off and you fucked up. Mm-hmm. But now that there's like this little iffiness of like whether is the commission to blame? Was it the 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 scale was it that we didn't have security that was there that they feel a little bit iffy that they're like okay well for sure you win you're gonna get first shot, um, but ultimately the UFC can do what the UFC wants. It's it. the UFC belt. It's not the commission's belt. That's it's right. not like the commission says no 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 it has to go like this it has to go like this. The UFC can kind of do what they want you know, and before when we've seen them make decisions they've skipped over guys and give like a more popular person or the person that had a great showing an opportunity and they leapfrog as much as we say man that's to the detriment of the company to the detriment of the division how dare you do that but they do it anyways so if they did find some reason you would think of course yes they're going to reach out to charles and they're going to do whatever and give him the first shot i mean why not but if charles is like i want to fight in brazil next brazil 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 they're going to move on they're just going to move on they're going to move on they're just going then that's it you know i'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm look I'm not hoping it happens by any stretch of imagination, they do need titles. but I'm I'm they seeing the writing on the on wall. They're, they're required to put titles on there, and yeah. and they want Islam on there. Kill two birds with one stone, I, I, dude. I just I'm I'm seeing it again. This is not talking to anybody. This is not any inside info. I just I just I see maybe the they did the Charles on that, and then say if they brought Davison or something, is he is he able to fight around that time frame? Have a couple of Brazilian title holders. Well, no, because that's why they're doing. Dave, Davison they already said they're, they're talking about maybe an interim title fight with Moreno and Kaikara. What's up with the, what's up with the Davison again? I, I don't I don't know if he can't fight or just doesn't want to fight. Yeah, jeez. I know. What's going on right now? No, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> All right, listen, you're gonna have more interim belts here than anything uh, else. It'd be seeing. amazing. Well, except like we said, the lightweight that will be for the title. If if, if Charles, he says no, if he says no, that's for the belt. The champion has a name. And it's Islam Mahasha. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny how that's just taken. It's funny because I was like, every time he kept saying, I was like, start rolling my eyes. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's, but it has certainly taken on a life of its own. Yes, it has. And to know that it's in multiple languages. Like we talked to Diego (laughs) and he's like, oh yeah, all the Brazilians are saying it in Portugal. Oh, the champion has a name. I was like, so it's not just us? Like, no, everybody is saying the champion has a name. What is this shit? It's so ridiculous, but you can't get it out of your head. You know, like I was like, this is the most obscene thing. They just keeps pounding into my brain, and he kept saying it, and then I found myself repeating it, and I'm like, what is going on? Like it annoyed me, and now I'm like repeating it. I'm like, job well done, sir. <laughs> you annoyed it to the point where we can't not think about it's it. It's that marketing campaign that you're yeah. like, this is the dumbest jingle ever, and then you just start singing it, man. It's it's hilarious. All right, USC on ESPN 36 this week. It will be broadcast on ESPN 2 in its entirety as well as ESPN+. Plus. It features Jan Blahovich versus Alexander Rakic, the light heavyweight bout that both of them are basically seeing as a number one contender fight. I have a hard time seeing any reason it wouldn't be. Now, again, we just laid out scenarios for another division, and scenarios always mean everything, right? Timing means everything. I mean, gosh, you know, c- could you could you make another fight? You know, could you say, well, we, we want we want Magomed Ankalaev to fight for a title or something? I mean, look, there, things could always change, but um, it does look like it's 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 a number one contender fight, uh, of course, for the winner of Glover Teixeira and uh, Yuri Prohaska in the 
what is that division called? The Battle Motors or whatever? Is that what the, the, the sponsored division? That's the only division. If you ever look at the UFC.com rankings, there's a, 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 a logo there. I think it's Battle Motors or I can't remember what it's called. I remember they put out a press release, but that division is actually sponsored by. It does say Battle Motor. Is it Battle Motor? I can't remember battle what it motors. is. Anyway. That's so stupid. Whatever the hell that is. I know. Selling sponsorships of a division, dog. I mean, come on. Uh, so it is the bat. Yeah. In fact, we should have to refer to that as the battle motor light heavyweight division every time we actually talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Trying to fit that on my lower third. Like, eh, <laughs> battle no. motor light heavyweight division <clears throat> champion. Uh, all right. So it looks like a number one contender fight. Um, I, you know, just laying it out there. I mean, look, two elite guys again. Number one versus number three. It's a big fight. As I said, it looks like it's the number one contender fight. Jan Blahovich, former champ. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so I went with Alexander Rakic in this. Uh, I, I know he's kind of the younger guy, the, the unproven guy. You know, maybe you know this opportunity is too much for him. Um, we'll see. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think a big part of my pick was the fact that, you know, Jan was supposed to fight two months ago, and he was, like, temporarily paralyzed. I know he said, you know, he said it was only like a minute that he was temporarily paralyzed, but I mean, he's got nerve damage in his neck and stuff and he took some medicine and he did some, you know, uh, rehab and he says he's all good. And I'm like, are, you know, are you, are you going to be all right? And he's like, oh, I hope so. I think so. I, <laughs> I tested it out a little bit. I had people hit me and I felt okay. Um, hit me in my neck real that, quick. Yeah. He did. He was like, he's like, I put my hand in front of my head and I was like, hit me real quick. I, I don't know. I, 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 and I like Jan a lot. So I'm not discounting his potential to win the fight by any stretch of the imagination. But that scares me, man. Like a neck injury that had you paralyzed for, a, I mean, a minute? Like, can't be good. That's scary. That's like, I mean, that shit's. I mean, that's the. When something like that happens, I mean, you really start to question, you know, uh, just the the well-being of your life. I mean, at that point, right. cause especially if you're not quite sure what even sort of really caused it, if there's the possibility of it flaring up again. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you start to say, well, is this the point where I maybe transition into something different where maybe it's a little less dangerous and taxing? But on the flip side here, he's like, no, I'm hungrier than ever. I'm ready to keep going. You're like, bro, that's scary. Uh, I know when I had my little bout of the fact of, you know, possibly losing, like, the ability to walk right and other shit. Like, that shit's scary, man. But I think we all agree that, you know, these these fighters are built differently and wired differently than the rest of us. Um, but, man, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's a, a great fight. I, as well, went with Alexander. I don't know why I... It's not like I have anything against Jan. It wasn't like the the last performance left me wondering, you know, you know, having doubts about his overall heart and his skill. But I, I mean, when I did watch that fight, I was a little bit surprised that he didn't look as dominant and just sort of good as he had in the past. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Rakic is just fucking he's just powerful, man. He's it's just explosive, man. He's just he just he's kind of opposite of what we've seen from Jan recently. But man, Jan couldn't be a nicer dude. Listening to him at, at uh, the media day today, man, and just it's jovial, fun, man. How can you not have a good time, you know, chatting with him? But man, I don't know. Uh I was happy for him when he got the belt, but I didn't I don't know, maybe this sounds wrong because 
I didn't really see his reign was going to be that long anyways. I, I don't think anybody did. I don't think yeah. that's disrespectful. I mean, dude, the light heavyweight division is a very competitive so division. Competitive. It's 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 still it's the division that it's funny because you know, and I know John Jones has been out for a while now, right? But you know, John Jones was dominating everybody and it's like you look at it and you go, "Oh, this division is not that good." Like, "Oh, no, it is." They're all killers. Yeah. It's just that that guy's, you know, kind of a, a step above, and now you start introducing, you know, the new names to it. Uh, I think Alexander Rockett still qualifies as one of those new names. You know, yeah. Yuri Prohaska as well, one of those new names. Probably Magomed Ankalaev, I mean, is, is one of the newer names. I think we've yeah. all been tracking him for quite a while. But So now you're taking in kind of those three as the new guard. Um, it's a very competitive division. So I don't, I, don't, I don't find that to be disrespectful. I don't think many people did, you know? Yeah. But man, it's that's that's gonna be that'd be a tough one. But man, if he if he if he's able to pull it out, uh, then I think that's an it's you know it's kind of fitting you know especially the way Glover was able to kind of do it. I think when I looked at our staff picks that that company used to work for years ago, I think it was it was kind of <laughs> it was a long time. Well, Tom, I'm trying to remember. I have to dig up some Did old we do staff picks? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. that's right. Reigning uh, champion, never been beat, never. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, you can beat. You can oh, beat. I mean, you know, once I won, I never. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's I walked it. away on top. Dude, I didn't want my reign to end, bro. Can you believe Abby now is uh, Abby? I think he's one pick ahead of me. He's at the top. Abby's leading. Yeah. Oh man, like, he's always like, been at the bottom. I was like, what? You just kept all your shitty picks till you got full time or something? I was like, what's going on here? He's like, oh, no, you know, blah, blah. He made some little thing. I was like, bro. You're bottom in the barrel like all Every the time. Year. And then this year he's just fucking crushing it. Well, I'm it. just going to say, if he wins this year, props to my man Abby Simon. I would be happy if Abby won. But it's, it's, I would it's, like it if it's me, but I would be happy if it's It's got to be an asterisk next to it, though. I mean, the, the you know, when the chant leaves oh, and you win, I mean, I, I, then you start questioning the, the, the reality of the rain, you know, the legitimacy <laughs> of the rain. So, you know, I'm rooting for him, but I'll just, just let it be known. You know, that's daddy's title right there. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> That's funny, but no, it's gonna be a good one. I, but I, I, I lean that way as well. But I wouldn't be sad if if Jan doesn't get it. You know, this is the year, man, of some of these these uh, the I want to say older fellas, but some of the the maybe veteran guard as opposed to the new guard. We're saying are able to kind of pull it back. But I mean, Kimbo Slice is going into training camp. It's it's oh, it's God. the it's, it's time for the old guard. <laughs> it's time for the old guard. By the way, it's the Battle Motors light heavyweight division, which is a Los Angeles based uh, light truck company, apparently. Uh, and by the way, it does Just say light trucks, not light heavy sort of trucks. Heavy oh, light, heavy light heavyweight trucks. That's why it's the light heavyweight division. Oh, that makes sense. It says, the agreement for the U.S. market also sees the Los Angeles-based Battle Motors become the official light-duty truck of the UFC. So it's the official light-duty truck, which is why, of course, they, I guess they decided to uh, sponsor the light, light heavyweight. heavyweight division. I will say this, though. Uh, I don't, no, I'm not saying it's not there, but I, I haven't seen it. It says, uh, the Battle Motors Brigade, a special seating area near the octagon set aside for frontline industrial workers, Will also be introduced. I don't know that I've seen that anywhere, but they didn't I say have it. not either. They didn't say it'd be introduced right away, so maybe it still will be at some point. But I don't remember seeing that. Anyway, uh, basically, by the way, uh, both guys did say that the upcoming title fight uh, with Glover and Yuri they see as a 50-50 fight. Both guys, perhaps unsurprising as well, so they'd like to see Glover if they get to the title next, just because you know he's a legend. Uh, 
they don't know how much longer he'll be doing it. For for Jan, of course, he'd like to win it back from the Get guy that, that beat back. him. Yep. But for Rockets, you know, he's like, look, I know I'm going to fight Yuri at some point. Like, we're going to be around for a while. Two or three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's 100% true. He's like, I- I'd like to beat this legend. So, so we'll see how that plays out. Co-main event, Yuan Kutalaba versus Ryan Spann. Um, two of the not best interviews of the day, if you want to go check that out on uh, on, on YouTube or wherever no, else. No fault for Kutalaba. Like, UFC just was not prepared we for did not have did not have a translator ready for Kutalaba, which was a little bit bizarre. Uh, meanwhile, Span um, just – I don't his think he's being was rude, off. but his vibe was definitely like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I got And he kept saying, he kept going back to the thing, I got to get out of my own way. And I guess, I imagine that had a lot. To, we tried to pull out of him exactly what he meant. He said, I'll talk about it after the fight. I'll talk about it after the fight. But you could see he didn't want to talk to us much today. Um, we tried to keep it, it at a minimum. It was almost like he was getting in the way of getting a put in a good interview out there. He, he was saying, I just got to get out of my own way. By the way, Ewan Kutalaba, though, the, the, while his interview was not great, he did, uh, yeah. in order to show us that he was ready, he's like, I'm ready. Because like, the, 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 the lady translated for him, and then he just said, guys, I'm ready. And he took off his shirt and flexed and posed. And yeah, and posed. was just like, I'm fucking ready. And as soon as he took his shirt off, you could hear Morgan like, thank you. <laughs> He's like, I was going to ask you to do that, but thank you for doing it anyways. <laughs> That's a callback. That's a callback, Robert Whitaker. All right, I got you. I know where you're going with that. Uh, but he Grant. was in shape, boy. He's always uh, in shape, yeah, though. That dude's always been a specimen. And I think I asked him. Uh, that was so weird. Why the white? Uh, she's not doing the green painting. Well, here's the thing is, if there's no ceremonial weigh-ins, he has to paint himself green in like 30 minutes. And I think it takes longer than that. So I think that's why he's the White Hulk now. So he doesn't use any paint? or he just No, he, had, he hasn't used paint in a while because the, okay. c- because the space-off. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought he was going to paint with himself with like white paint. I'm like, <laughs> that's so stupid. We need an interpreter for you up there to interpret the joke. Well, yeah, then at that point, just, yeah, come the – well, look, he was doing the best joke he could in his second language without his interpreter That's there to help him out. Uh, Lewis Smoker versus Davy Grant. That should be sure a that hell of a fight. really funny. He'd be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> he said White Hawk. <laughs> Lewis Smoker versus Davy Grant should be a phenomenal bantamweight fight. Both those guys were in great spirits. Smoker came in with just an absolutely phenomenal head Smoker of hair. Was on the complete flip side of Ryan's fan, you had Lewis Smoker who – was probably one of his best funner media days. Oh yeah, of that I can remember recently. Good spirits, man. Yeah. Cracking jokes. Uh, not not cutting the flyweight helps that a lot. Meanwhile, Davy Grant, man, I, I I love Davy Grant. Always have, man. He's he is as he joked. You know, I'm always smiling. He's always in great spirits. But I feel like you know he's gotten four bonuses in a row now, and two his last two were losses. But I feel like. People are really starting to have respect for this guy, and I love what he said. You know, he had some some amazing quotes where he just said, "Look, I still think I can win the title, and I'm not ruling it out. You know, I'm on the cusp of the top 15. Once you get in the top 15, now you can start making big moves depending on the matchups you get." So I'm not saying that I'm not, you know, going to have a championship run left in me. He was like, "But he's like, if people just know me as the guy that goes out there and puts on fights you want to see, that's entertaining every time out, you know." I'm cool with that. If that's what people know me as, and dude, if you don't know Davy Grant is that man, like you haven't been paying attention. This dude puts on fun fights, man. And I think Davy Grant Lewis Smoker should be fun. As Lewis Smoker said, he's like, hey, if you liked Oliveira versus Gaethje and you want, you know, the free version of it down here, tune in this week and you can watch us. I, I think that should be a fantastic fight. 
Uh, Caitlin Chukagian versus Amanda Hebus. Interesting fight here, too. I, I realize I know Caitlin Chukagian gets hated on all the time, but but take that away. She's the number one contender in that division. Amanda Hebus is moving up a weight class and getting the number one contender in the division. That's crazy. It's intriguing to me, right? Because if Amanda comes in and beats the number one contender – how do you not allow her to potentially get a title shot in a division that she wasn't ranked in? But if you come in and you beat number one, you you get that opportunity. And I thought it was so interesting that, you know, Chukagian basically laid that out. She's like, dude, it's a win-win for her. Like, if she beats yep. me – and Chukagian said, if she beats me, she should get a title shot. And so I was like, well, knowing that, did, was there any part of you that was like, man, you don't get to fight number one? And she said, no, it's uh, – you know, I'll fight whoever. Let's go. And I thought that was – I know I know she gets hated on all the time, but I, I I love Caitlin's attitude, man, if I'm being honest with you. I think I think that's that I think that's an intriguing fight because yeah. it's a clash of styles and because when have you seen somebody move up a division and get the number one contender right away? Only people with Dana White privilege. That's not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't, I didn't see you step in the air. My apologize. I, I didn't. I should have known it when I saw the baseball roll onto the floor. Yeah. I didn't see the bat come in here. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, there is something to be said to that. Nobody just goes up and gets it unless you're a title holder or something. You know, do you go up there and just get to practically fight for the title? Which this, is, in a sense, is as close as you can get. Um, I don't know if Caitlin's mindset has always been would would always have been as just like oh i don't care as much as it is now i think for the longest time maybe earlier on if somebody was skipping up like that i think she would actually probably bitch a little bit more about it as she would uh, mm-hmm. as she should at that point but you know just like she said you know she's not that she's been like this gatekeeper sort of like role recently where like everybody that's you know if you want to try to get to the top you have to get through Chukagian to get to mm-hmm. the top. I mean, she's been near the top of that division or trying for the top of the division for, for it feels like forever now. And uh, I just feel like if, if you, if this fight would have maybe happened like a year or two ago, I don't know. If, I don't know if she would have came in the room as, that's as completely like, eh, you know, I just want to keep fighting. I'm just fighting about myself. I think, I don't know if it's just a matter of as time has kind of happened and the way they've kind of matched her up and given her some of the things up now, she's just like, well, at least I'm working. Yeah, at least I'm getting, I'm paid. getting fights. I'm getting paid. Um, but good on her, you know, to, to, to kind of just take that sort of what's been dealt to her, you know, and, and, and you know, doing it with a smile on her face. But I do think that she feels this is a very winnable fight for herself. Um, and I think she knows that Amanda's coming up with some hype, you know. I mean – for her to get that shot, she realized that there's just definitely some, you know, push behind Amanda to get that sort of thing. If she wasn't so popular, I mean, she's cute, she's popular. She won her last fight, lost the fight before, and now all of a sudden you get you get bumped up and you're you're fighting the number one contender. It doesn't make any sense at all, you know. But in UFC math, somehow that's making sense, you know. And ultimately, it boils down to you got some hype, you got shine, absolutely. You, you have people behind you. You got you you get you know? clicks. So if she gets in there and she beats it, granted, people might be like, oh well, you know, it was her coming up. That part of that people are going to say that because they just love Amanda. But um, she will steal some of that shine, you mm-hmm. know. And if that helps get her a push up. You would hope just in the terms of popularity that might give her a little push. Then you're going to have the people in the division say, well, she didn't fight somebody really from this division. Mm-hmm. Why should we give her another shot? You know, 
Um, it's just weird. So maybe in that sense, that's why she's like, I just want to fight. I just want to make money. I'm just worried about me. I'm not worried about what anybody else is saying. And because uh, it seems to kind of keep happening. It's intriguing. Yeah. Frank Frank Camacho versus Manuel Torres. Frank Camacho returning from two years away. Manuel Torres making his USC debut. Frank's always one of the nicest Super dudes nice. you'll ever meet. Uh, it, it's funny. He's a he's a big videographer, so he's always excited about like our equipment and stuff, what everybody's using. But uh, good dude. He's super happy to be back. He said this two years away really made him realize how much he loves the sport. And uh, that's if if that one stands out to you on the card, you're like, why is Frank Camacho hasn't fought in two years against Manuel Torres, who is making his UFC debut? Why is this on the main card? It is because that should absolutely be a banger. Uh, it, it's a stylistic matchup for sure, even if it's not meaningful necessarily in the division. Uh, Jake Hadley versus Alain Nascimento, as we mentioned. Uh, Hadley making his USC debut as well. Uh, Hadley uh, firing shots at Patty Pimblett today. He was asked about <laughs> he was asked about missing weight uh, in his contender series fight, and he was like, "Well, look, I am big for the division, but he's like, but I'm not like Patty Piglet where I where I go eat cake and stuff." I was like. Where did that come from? Do they have some kind of history or whatever? Like that's so funny. I don't. I don't know if I actually heard it say Piglet. Oh yeah, I just he heard said, him as saying his last name. Oh no, he said Patty Piglet. And I don't. I don't know <laughs> if there's some history. Here I heard the I, cake in that part, and that's the part I started yeah. laughing about because it's like, oh. I, I don't know if there's something here that I didn't know about, but yeah, he called him Patty Piglet. That's hilarious. so. Uh, uh, yeah, but listen, this main card's great, and let me just say these prelims. The prelims are looking good, too. Just run this off real quick. Vivian Araujo versus Andrea Lee. Michael Johnson versus Alain Patrick. Two veterans there. Vina Janjihova versus Angela Hill. Two veterans there. The exciting, uh, much-anticipated debut of Tatsuro Taira, which was supposed to happen last week against Carlos Candelario. And uh, it opens with Nick Maximo versus Andre Petrosky. So a heck, a heck of a prelim card as well, man. I do think this is going to be a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal fight card from start to finish. So listen, I talked to you about the main card. Didn't share any audio with you. You can go and check that all out there. But I want to share this audio with you because one of these prelim fighters actually came to speak with us. Uh, and uh, I'll just leave it as a mystery. And uh, I, I just want to know if you can – if you could figure out who this person is and, and maybe where they train just by the, the audio alone without me telling you what it's all about. I'll be honest. I thought we were going to be talking to you, and then the schedule changed. Do you officially have the weirdest UFC career in history? I mean, a co-main They're event, after me. Right? They're out to get me. I mean, it's crazy, right? Like last time we're like, co-main event? How the hell is he in the co-main event already? Now it's first fight on the card, I guess? They wanted to bring some eyes to the prelims, so it's all good. Did, when did you find out that you were the first? I mean, probably just the last day or so, like us? Yeah, yeah, last couple of days. I didn't think too much about it, um, but, yeah, I think, like, two days ago, three days ago. So, it's all good. I mean, but, like, coming into this week, I think we thought you were the co-main or on the main card. Were you, were you thinking about, like, hey, I'm back here again? Yeah, yeah, no, 100% I was, but it's all good. It's just a little roller coaster of uh, emotions going through that, but it's all good. It happens. I mean, or it doesn't happen at all, but it's all good. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not trying to stir the pot, but, I mean, is it all good or are you just trying to be nice right now? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm not going to burst in. i got to get the job done first, and I'll talk about it after. But um, I, I I don't know uh, I don't know what that whole ordeal is. I'm not trying to get too much into it and think too much about it. But, um, yeah, let's just get the job done Saturday, then I'll have my input after that. <laughs> what, what did you think about your performance last time out? 
uh, just had to get the job done. I rewatched it a couple times. It was all right. It was cool. Um, Puno's just a dangerous guy, and you got to respect it. He's arguably probably one of the most explosive punchers in the middleweight division. Um, so you just had to respect it. I felt like I was doing good everywhere. Um, even after the cut, I think I was doing all right. Um, I thought I won the fight pretty clearly. Um, but he, he's good. You know, I, I respect him and, and his skill set. He's a good fighter. I spoke to Andre last week. He said he actually asked to fight you. Do you know if that is if that's no? That's cap. That's a lie. Uh, I asked. To, I actually tried fighting him in LFA a year and a half ago. He didn't want it. Him and Trey Sean Gore are the same two people because I've been trying to fight him uh, last two years since COVID. Neither of them wanted to fight because both of them had COVID during that same time frame. Um, and then I, after my last fight, within 24 hours, I was like, let's keep this ball rolling. Like, let me fight this guy or that guy. And then Petrovsky was like the only guy that didn't really have a fight in that time frame. So I was like, that made perfect sense for me. I've been wanting it for over a year. You know, I already had my eyes on him. So, uh, yeah, I've been wanting it. <laughs> he says he's the best wrestler in division. What do you make of that? Oh, we'll see. Everyone says something, and then Saturday rolls around, and they got a different, different answer for it. So we'll see. But, yeah, he's got a, he's got a big old Philly mouth. <laughs> you guys do obviously have great grappling pedigree. So I do wonder, like, me as a grappling fan, like, I want to see it grapple, but sometimes that means two guys end up standing and banging. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, his grappling pedigree compared to mine, I think we're on different planets. I'm placing out world championships, Pan-American championships, national championships, winning them, and he hasn't even competed in them, can't even compete in them. You know, it's just different levels I think we reach in the grappling department, and I think it'll show Saturday uh, just how different and worlds apart we are. Um, but I'm excited, you know, where, I'm, I'm comfortable wherever the fight goes. You didn't have to come talk to us today, right? You didn't have to do the media obligation, but you were willing to do so. So why, why were you willing to come here? Because you guys are great people, and I like talking to you guys. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. So you're all right yourself. You're all right yourself. Last thing for me, then, I guess, you know, anticipating this fight, what do you see? I mean, is this, do you feel like this is going to be another, you know, back-and-forth war? Do you think this is one you can dominate? What do I think it's a finish. I think it's a UFC fighter versus a regional fighter. He was trying to dog on the people I fought and all of them have winning records, and then the two dudes he fought in the UFC aren't even here no more. And then before that, he was still losing to, or finding people with negative records and losing to people with negative records. I'm like, how are you trying to diss me when I'm finding the top prospects already? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I think he's just kind of delusional, and, and uh, I think it's going to show. And based, on, based on your career track record, the only natural next move would be to like headline a pay-per-view, right? That'd probably be like... <laughs> yeah, that's the only move. <laughs> the best move. So, Nick, um, you said that you like to uh, look at the comments from, from people. The fans have this idea that, that you're this boring fighter. What do you say to that? Oh, it's hilarious, dude. I troll people, too. I don't troll people, but sometimes I do if I'm bored. Like, this week I was doing it because you got nothing to do all week. So I'm just, like, talking back, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I don't really care, man. I mean, like, I got 11 takedowns last fight. So it's like... I mean, I can see how for some people it might be boring, but I think it was just a strategical performance in that sense. In my opinion, I broke the record because I only had three rounds to do, and I think the other guy had five. So in my opinion, I think that's a, that's a record breaker. But, um, yeah, I don't really think too much into it. I read them because I think it's funny because I don't take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just have fun. I enjoy it. This shit's tight, you know? But, uh, yeah, people just hate for no reason. But it's funny, you know? It's just it's funny. I mean, we kind of talked about it before, but, I mean, you, you, you hang around Nick and Nate. You've had, you guys talk shit all the time. Oh, yeah, dude. You'll hear the – yeah. I, I don't even want to go there, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, you'll hear some – people go back and forth with each other. You're going to have thick skin. You know, it's, uh, it's just how it is. Yeah, we go back and forth with each other.
And speaking of, there's this uh, there's this viral clip of you of of you and Nate and TMZ <laughs> about Hamza. I mean, it, it, no, I'm down to fight Hamza. I I'm I'm for real about that. I think they just caught me. Nate was still talking, and I was just looking at him, and for some reason the camera pointed at me. So I was like, what the fuck? But um, it happens, I, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm down to fight that fool though. I don't know why everyone's tripping so hard. I mean, he's a good fighter. Everyone in the UFC is good though. So. Uh, yeah, I'm down I'm with it. <laughs> All right, of course that was Nick Maximoff. It's just funny. That guy is, is uh, the 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 audio is unmistakable, right? <laughs> the the Diaz brothers influence is there, but uh, man, if you guys weren't aware of this, for like the entire build up to this fight. Uh, this fight was listed as the co-main event on like UFC.com and the, the ESPN page and all that. In fact, I, t- I talked to Andre Petrosky, my my CFSC broadcast partner, when CM Punk isn't available, and he even mentioned he was like, "Yeah, man, uh, I think that you can see the UFC sees the potential in this fight because of where we are in the fight <laughs> card." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm with you." And then all of a sudden, they're the first fight of the night. They're the first fight. So Maximoff. So did you call him up and have him revisit that uh, one? Oh, hey, uh, this quote not looking so good on paper anymore. Like, ah, you can see what they think of this fight based on where we are in the card. Um, it's so weird. Maximoff goes from the co-main event to the first fight of the night, which is so bizarre. But um, I thought it was cool that Nick wanted to, to come in. It, basically, uh, he wanted to come in and do media day day, and he didn't, he didn't have to. And so he came in and gave us a few minutes and uh, was in good spirits. But – it's just so funny. Every like if you like every if you just you know close your eyes if you're in the room or if you just happen to be hearing an audio the way we're doing it here. It's like the unmistakable Diaz brothers influences oh, yeah. is there. Easy, easy. I'm a little surprised this first fight. I mean this 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 fight Me easily too. could be like a featured like the featured prelim or something. Uh, that's a little surprising. It's a little too surprising. I agree. All right, listen. We mentioned it earlier. We appreciate uh, if you like what you're listening to that you do take a moment to rate us and review us and uh, just log in and give us a little five stars wherever you listen. Give us a little comment if you can. That always helps us as we're trying to grow this podcast. Or, of course, if you want to go to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, support us a little more directly over there financially. Uh, that means a lot to us. It gives you, of course, exclusive access to the and a half episode. And uh, it just makes us like you that much more. That's we do. And we would like to give a big happy welcome to Ken Thompson, who jumped on board uh, this month. He went ahead and did the uh, full year mm. pledge. So we like that especially. So get now, you a discount. Get, get you a discount. You a discount. But it also shows you're in for the long haul, and we appreciate that. We do. And now you, him and everybody else is going to have access to me uh, and my pictures of me dying in this training program. Kenbo Slice putting in work. <laughs> it will not be labeled as Kenbo Slice. It's all right. Out cold coffee doing work. It will and, not uh, be okay. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, it'd be like garbage king because that'd be where I spend most of my time at the training camp throwing I, up. I still like the Kenny Sloggins, by the way. I don't remember. That is, I forgot about that one because I love Kenny Loggins. I grew up listening to Kenny Loggins. Just know you're in the danger zone, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, listen. Uh, so, look, busy weekend. Uh, Bellator 281 is happening over in London this week. That's MVP versus Storley. So that's on Friday. Uh, that's a London card. So that means it happens during the day for us here in the United States. So if you're looking for something to do on Friday afternoon, you'll have that. Saturday, uh, of course, is going to be a busy one. Check this out. Uh, I will actually not be at the fights because I will be in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, at the Parks Casino 
for CFFC 108. We've got DeMond Blackshear, the bantamweight champ, putting his belt on the line against uh, Joshua Smith. Uh, DeAndre Anderson is back. we got the pro debut of Ryan Burgos. Uh, some some fantastic fights on there from start to finish. But uh, it's cool. So what we're doing, that's all in UFC Fight Pass as normal. Man, CM Punk will be there. But our card at CFFC starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. So we're actually doing the day doing a little matinee show to lead you into the UFC fight card. So we'll be, we'll be going on ahead of the UFC, kind of setting the stage for the UFC. So if you want to watch some fights early in the day on UFC Fight Pass, uh, and then you can uh, catch the, the UFC card on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, cold coffee, I'm day sure. before that, yeah. You can, uh, you can tee up with me and Hot Tea on Friday night for the LFC. LFC 36, I believe, this How about one? that? Lingerie, Lingerie fighting, fighting championships. Championship. I'm bummed that I can't be there, but Hot Tea is going to be making his – LFC commentary <laughs> debut. It might be his first and last time. Quite getting, possibly would not he shock He might me. get the boot halfway <laughs> through it. Um, I did want to say, for those of you that still uh, like to pay attention to the MMA Junkie as well, uh, Abby's going to be over there in <laughs> London. Have to. Uh, our, our good boy, uh, our good friend, Abby, uh, who is a, one of our great editors Saban? there. Saban. Saban? Saban. Saban. He's going to be there with uh, Farah. Over there, Farah's getting the, the she was able to get her visa, and so she'll be over there as well. So I'm always happy when she gets on site. She's a little badass. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have Abby and Farah over there. So uh, for those of you that uh, haven't completely shunned the company I still work for, <laughs> and I'm not saying that you should. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like to make cold coffee a little bit uncomfortable. Yes. There you go. Some coverage. If you're looking for coverage, we won't be there. So it's cool. You can be there. (laughs) Uh, But make sure you watch uh, UFC Fight Pass Saturday morning. Check out CFFC 108. Certainly would appreciate that. Sports podcast. Support everything that we do because we're great people and we really appreciate you. (laughs) We think they've done this. But most of all, watch out for Kimbo Slice. And thanks for listening. (laughs)